You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome to All Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo's premier market and tap room. Awesome beer uh, beer specials all the time, especially during home Sabres games, where you can get two-for-one drafts when you're a Mug Club member at their downtown location. Make sure you get over to Fatty Beer, um, live entertainment, trivia, seven days a week at all seven of their uh, Western New York locations, with over 300 beers to choose from. Uh, one of the best spots, both kid and dog friendly. And of course, Buffalo logo apparel company, Buffalo's best spot to get all of your bills, sabers and Buffalo sports apparel needs when it comes to shirts or a killer hat like this approved by Patrick Collada himself, the King of the Karuba collision, get over to buffalogo.com and they will take care of you. And of course, we're giving this away at the end of the night's, uh, tonight's post game, the, newest drop uh collaboration with us here at two goalies one mike the return of the levi shirt long sleeve or hoodie we'll be giving one of these bad boys away at the end of the show tonight we will pick one lucky follower of both us and buffalo go to uh you know have an early christmas gift from the show so i uh, hope you guys enjoy whoever it ends up being uh but sabers win five to two uh take five of the last six points and Eric Robinson, welcome to Buffalo, Charles. Yeah, they're calling the Robinson, Krebs, and Oposo line the RKO line, and I know that's a I reference. love that. That's a wrestling reference. Uh, yes, who, it is. Who, who did that? Is it Randy Orton? Randy Orton. Yeah, my favorite wrestling move. I don't really know too many wrestling moves, but that one's my favorite, and it's pretty uh, apropos given how they played tonight. They were all over the Coyotes. Yep. Eric Robinson has been a revelation. I think uh, everybody would like to go back to those 20 minutes after that trade transpired or after the LA came out and screenshot. uh, Even what I said, like I'd never heard of the guy. I'm in there too, man. I was all over it. I'd I'd never, I'd never heard of the guy, let alone like knew what he was about. So quick lesson there about a a rush to judgment, reading a book by its cover, but Mm -hmm. he clearly fits in with this team really well. He is uh, filling that Gergensen's role, I think, way better than Zemgis Gergensen's did. His speed is very apparent from, from the get-go, and Oposo just said it after the game. He fits well in the locker room. He plays the game the right way. So sometimes that's what a team needs. They had lost four straight, and they made a trade, and they gave up nothing to get a guy who had some NHL experience, and it turns out he's the greasy, hardworking type of player that they needed. He gets to the net. Oposo looks reborn. He had three points tonight. He's got five goals in his last five 10. Last nine, yeah. Five goals in the last 10. 
I think you you stick with the RKO the RKO line uh, just for the purpose of that yeah. of the name alone. Uh, but they also sure played amazing tonight. Robinson had five shots on goal. He also had three points. Crab scored a goal. He never scores. <laughs> so yeah, all around really good night. But that line specifically was obviously amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and one of the biggest differences between now and a week or two ago is, and I and I said this on Twitter. I said. The, the aggressive forecheck that they are running now, they are causing mistakes. They are say, uh, not always running it, but it seems like they're running like a 2-1-2, uh, forcing the defenseman or whoever the puck carrier might be to make a quick decision. And it's causing turnovers. It's causing havoc. And another thing too, and like I said, as long as he keeps doing this every single game, I am so happy with that trade. Eric Robinson driving to the net every single time he's out there in the offensive zone and we have control. He is in the goalie's face and in the blue paint. And the things like that, that will rub off on the rest of your line mates and your team. Because that's the thing that we've talked about a lot. This team does not do enough of. They do not get in the goalie's face. They do not, uh, you know, uh, they do not screen him enough. They do not, you know, get in his head. Like, But he's in there every single shift and it's going to rub off on these guys. Yeah. Um, Okoso had a good quote after the game. He said, we are building a game now. Now we have a template on how we need to play and work. And now we can get better from here. Every night, build off that. It's not hard to play like that, but it takes a commitment to it. And as you said, the forecheck, the direct style of play, getting pucks to the net. They scored a goal in a home game in the first period for the first time in five games tonight. Which is nuts. Which, yeah, obviously, but they've... They've been a product or their their losses have been a product of getting down early. And they haven't done that uh, two of the past three games. Of course, they did against Montreal. They had they they got goalied a little bit by Caden Pringle. They definitely did. In the beginning, of, in the beginning of last game, just like Jake Allen did to them earlier in the season. And the goal scoring is still not quite there as you would want it to be, especially from your top guys, aside from J.J. Night, and, I mean, and Jeff Skinner. A hot start for sure. But – Exactly. If, if you get secondary scoring, that makes up for the fact that some of your top guys aren't producing at the rate that you would want them to. So I really do think that if they continue to play this style of hockey, this direct, physical, suffocating style of hockey, it's what we have come to know about Zach Benson, the way he plays. He's, he's such a pest. You even saw it on the forecheck tonight. He, uh, he made an amazing play down in the right corner where he kind of like deceived where he was going to the defenseman on his puck retrieval and then guessed where he was going, put his stick flat on the ice and created a turnover in, in the offensive zone. So that's the exact, there's a reason Zach Benson didn't go to juniors and he's still on the team, but it's that type of play. It's that type of player that this team needs way more of. Obviously Casey Middlestat's been really good and he serves a role, but he's not the type of guy to give you that type of game. The RKO line, I love that. I love that's, it. Dude. It just it just rolls off. The yeah, tongue. it just it rolls off the tongue. But that's something to build on. That's chemistry. That's a that's an identity. You know, especially from the wrestling perspective, like they are RKOing opponents, and that's what they did tonight. Even the third goal that Krebs scored, that was a beautiful cycle play. Yep. It was Krebs to Oposo, Oposo back to Krebs. Robinson started it off giving it to Krebs. It was the perfect example of an offensive zone cycle that we haven't seen much from this team this year. And they executed it to perfection. And they got to keep this going on this road trip. Uh, they cannot lose this momentum at coming into three absolutely critical games moving forward. How do they utilize? I mean, they have to take 
to have him leave on this West Coast trip with him now, right? Like, yeah, so you, you have to. I think you do have to. Um, but I still think they handle it carefully, right? Like, of course, he started the past three games, but we saw what happened earlier in the season when they started to overwork it. So I think you take him, but you handle it intelligently, right? Yep. You, if, if UPL if UPL is healthy, he backed up tonight, so I'm assuming he's feeling better. If he's healthy, yeah. he starts on Wednesday against the Avs. He I think so. uh, is a – so he shut out the Avs earlier this year, and then he also beat yeah. the Avs last season. So UPL starts on Wednesday against the Avs, no question about it. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you're, you're getting a tough West Coast trip no matter what you have. And it, you've Then you have back-to-back, though, against the, the Golden Knights and the Coyotes on Friday and Saturday. Yep. So – Theoretically, you can start Levi in a big game against the Knights on the road. He'll relish that environment, right? And then yeah, you can go back to UPL on Saturday. So I'm fine with any combination of that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if Levi keeps playing like this, Comrie's the odd man out. That's a playoff team we saw on the ice tonight. Oh, for sure. I just I just sure. think that I think you just need more from your top unit or your top line. Obviously, you're more from your first power play. You need more from Dylan Cousins, like – well, he had five He's shots not tonight. JJ Paterka scoring, the second line scoring is invisible. Well, I, I, I do think Cousins had a better game tonight. Oh, I yeah. Think. He rang that one off the post. He's, He's just, just snake bitten right now. Snake bitten. But he had five shots on goal. So, and not including the one that doesn't count for going off the post. I think his game, since he's come back from the, the nose injury and wearing the bubble, has improved. And I do think he's yes. going to pick it up, especially once Jack Quinn comes back. Because. Once Jack Quinn comes back and Alex Tuck and Jordan Greenway, <laughs> like what's this lineup going? I, I don't know, but here, here's the thing: everyone's assuming they're going to put that line back together. How I don't know if you take Zach Benson away from JJ Paterka. Well, that line was incredible. Yeah, but Paterka's playing the best hockey of his career with Zach Benson right now. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think JJ Paterka's just improved by himself. I don't necessarily think it's a product of, of only a product of Zach Benson. I really don't. Yeah. As we discussed, Zach Benson can play with anybody. I so, think right so I think once you get completely healthy, which means inserting Jordan Greenway, Jack Quinn, and Alex Tuck back into the lineup, what do these lines look like? So you could do Skinner, Tuck, and Thompson. Then you do the kid line, Quinn, Cousins, and Paterka. And then you have the RKO line as your fourth line, which is uh, obviously Robinson, Krebs, and Oposto. Somebody somebody's is it, end up sitting that doesn't want to sit, that's for sure. And then it's Greenway, Middlestat, and and Benson. Yeah. Those four lines are incredible. <laughs> I think so, man. I uh and like Casey Middlestat quietly is on pace to like at a 65 point season. And that's on that's your third line center right there. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 been largely amazing. Obviously, we'd like a little bit more goal scoring, but that's not necessarily his his MO. So well, it could be if he would just shoot more. Yeah, I just those those four lines are so even up and down the lineup, and they all provide a different role. So I'm super excited to that possibility. And then, yeah, Victor Olofsson's your 13th forward. Uh, then Tyson Jost is not playing. Uh, Gergensen's when he's healthy, not playing. But you can rotate those guys in and out of the fourth line. Yeah, I agree. Um, another thing too is. I, I was saying it. I mean, now that we have, especially now with the the the, the RKO uh, moniker for the fourth line, I was even interested. Man, I would love to see Jordan Greenway and 
and, and Eric Robinson on a line together because those are two guys that crash the net and have no problem getting the goalie's face. And that's a lot of size on one line. But I don't know. Maybe we'll see it as a second unit at some point. I don't know. They'll definitely be together on the penalty kill. That's for sure. For sure. And now having the luxury of a really good penalty killer like Eric Robinson, you don't necessarily need to have Tage on the penalty kill. No. Because he got hurt trying to block a shot, and we don't need Tage well, to block the shots. I think you have Tage out there if you're shorthanded but still need to find a way to get a goal at the end of a game, you know, in those situations where. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. Um, but – it, it allows you a little bit more versatility than they had, which is which is the best yeah. thing. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the defense pairs were tonight uh, because I, I thought the defense in particular looked really, really good. Uh, Within think, four games in a row has looked great. So Samuelson sat, but I'm not sure if it was because – so it was Darlene and Yokiharu, Power and Ryan Johnson, who had a really, really good night. And then Clifton, who had two points himself with Eric Johnson. Do you think they scratched Samuelson? I heard in the uh, in, in the morning skate that Samuelson did leave the ice for some reason. Okay, so it must have they been. Didn't it out. So I'm assuming that wasn't a healthy scratch. Something's going on there. Okay. But so that's a guy, honestly, with his injury history. I know he's still young, but that's a guy I wouldn't mind giving a veteran's night off for once in a while. Yeah, for sure. His, yeah, that guy's body's been through a lot. And this is the luxury of having Ryan Johnson on your team. Yeah, when Samuelson's healthy, this is what the deep pairing should be, given the way everybody's played. And they're not necessarily going to do this, but this is what it should be. It should be Dalian, Yoki Haru, Power and Samuelson, Clifton and Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Without question. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could rotate in Eric Johnson every so game. I would I would rotate Yoki Haru and Eric Johnson, in my opinion. But I don't think they'll do that. And then you have UPL and Levi. Skinner, Tage, Tuck, Paterka, Cousins, Quinn, Benson, Middlestack, Greenway, Robinson, Krebs, Okposo, Darlene, Yoki, Haru, Power, Samuelson, Clifton, Ryan, Johnson, UPL, and Levi. That team makes the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I, I think you're right. Um, and I think the only thing that would be holding them back is if somehow, some way, their power play doesn't improve at all. Yeah, still over like that could be their Achilles heel this year. As, as we said, that is what's going to be the, that kills this team. Um, yeah. But I do think getting Tuck, Quinn, and Greenway back, like those are your those are your three starting right wingers or right or left wingers. Like those are huge losses to this team. Yep. And they're playing in a super direct and really impactful fashion right now. Imagine you get those three guys back. I know, man. I depth is a good thing. That depth is a good problem to have. Um, and I might have been Harrington that tweeted it out, him or Lance. He said, "When Zem- I know Zemigas is pretty far away from being coming back. What is his like, injury? Huh? What is his injury? I don't know for sure, but regardless, he's still a far ways away. But when he does come back, if this lineup is healthy, he might not have a spot on this team. This is the crazy thing, though, because like that lineup we just said, you have depth up and down the lineup that Victor Olofsson, Zemigas Gergensens, Tyson Jost, Eric Johnson, and Eric Comrie are all scratched. Yeah." And those are guys that you've relied on at different points in this season. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of depth. And that's not even talking about Isaac, Isaac Rosian and Yuri Kulik and Brandon Biro and Brett Murray, who played tonight. <laughs> like Brett a, Murray had a good game too, man. Yeah, I like Brett he was Murray. He physical. He had yeah. a couple decent chances. I think Brett Murray serves a really good role, given how just absolutely massive oh, he is. He is a massive human being. And yeah. He's not afraid to be physical. And if 
push comes to shove, you need somebody to drop him. He's right there, ready to do it. Yeah, um, but especially with like how well we saw, even that third line, like how well they started the season. Benson, Middlestat, and Greenway. Like, yeah, gosh, that's the third line. <laughs> that is an amazing yeah. third line. It is. I, I, I salivate at the thought of our top nine when everybody's healthy. And like when everybody's healthy. No, but nobody, nobody thought. Kyle Oposo would have this type of resurgence, but credit to him, right? Like I, we all wrote him off as slow and he was playing that way, right? To, to begin the year, he He's was like, you like, hashed right now, man. Like yeah. we all bitch about him, but he finds a way to score. A no, goal but like, here and there. He legitimately was a liability in you the first what? 15 Actually, games of the season. You know who you forgot in your lineup? Who's that? A guy we've been giving a lot of praise to. Who's that? Olsen. No, no, I, I know. I put him on, I scratched him. So you're scratching him. I, I I don't know if you scratch that guy. Who 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 else do you scratch? Well, do you scratch up Poso? Peyton Krebs. You don't. I don't. I don't think you can scratch Peyton Krebs right now. Who's playing center on that how line? Scratch, how can you scratch Victor Olofsson right now? I think I think Krebs has been much better recently. And also, like, who's centering that line? If you do, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh... Olofsson, Oposo. Know, it, it's tough for me to scratch Victor Olofsson with the way he's playing hockey. Right I, now. I agree, but I, I think. Krebs has kind of proven himself recently. I really do. So, I don't know. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, agreed. Um, Devin Levi. So, we talked a little bit uh, start of the show with him. Um, his game, again, I don't know if – I mean, he, that, he had that big breakaway stop on Zucker, and he had a couple of other nice stops, but relatively, they played well in front of him. Yeah, he only had 21 saves, 23 shots, obviously. And uh, the first goal – Wide open guy back door, but I think he wants that back. Yeah, he any, snuck, it, snuck it through the five hole. Any anytime you let in a five hole goal, you want it back. But yeah, and I was surprised because he's one of the better goaltenders in the league when it comes to stealing the ice down low. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he seals the ice, like the Zucker breakaway stop right away. It's the almost, way he seals the, the ice. First time I've ever seen him get scored on five hole. Actually, yeah. So yeah. it that that he is what it is. It was it was two nothing at that point. And then the second goal was the end of a end of a power play backdoor, not his fault. But yeah, the breakaway save obviously really good. It's uh, way obviously better than the shootout the other night. This is what we've come to know about him in breakaways. Like he's obviously very patient, but he's so athletic and he can get from one side of his crease to another to to make that type of save very easily. So I wasn't surprised by that at all. But obviously it was a big save at a big time. And then otherwise, I just thought he just generally looked quick and confident. He looks like the goalie that we've come to know in the good games that he's had this season. Obviously, the Lightning game, the Wild game, uh, a few other games this season. And the goalie that we saw at the end of last year and the goalie that we saw at Northeastern. Uh, I'm not yep. sure whether he two let, games... He let, he let another former teammate of his score their first NHL goal on him tonight, too. Oh, gosh. That guy that went to Northeastern. Goal, I think what his name... Um, I forget Kessel. his name. Yeah, Kessel Hurd or something. Yeah. He, I guess it's a former teammate of his at Northeastern. He scored his first NHL career goal on him. Of course. He just, maybe he maybe he just knew something. Yeah, he's just Kessel, Kessel Ring. Um, Kessel Ring, yeah. Good, good for him. I will say this, though. I think what they did was really smart, sending him down, not to humble him, but to just give him reps, right? To yeah. give him the confidence back because towards the end of his first stint earlier this season, it did look like he was losing confidence, which – Makes sense as a 20-year-old kid in the NHL. He's a rookie. 
it makes complete sense that he had um, some ability to to have bad games. Like he's not superhuman, but at the same time, when the defense supports him the way that they have recently, and he's also given his ability to work to his strengths, which is obviously being aggressive, but being quick, covering up rebounds, uh, going from side to side in his net, uh, being the athlete that we've seen time and time again. This is a situation that could be good for him. But I do caution that they need to handle it intelligently. So I hope they do. I, re- I really do. Yeah. Um, for me, when it comes to Dev, like obviously you want to obviously be responsible with his workload. I definitely agree that you go with him against you go with him against the the Golden Knights. It'll be definitely interesting to your point to see how if he thrives in that atmosphere. That's going to be Vegas. I think Vegas is going to come with it a little bit when it comes to Buffalo because of the old Jack Eichel stuff. Um, but it definitely be interesting to see how well he performs getting that one break against Colorado. I, I can't see them. I can't see them starting him against Colorado. Right. I can't. Levi? Not that he's not not that he can. I mean, yes, absolutely. No, no, no. It has to be UPL, right? Um, I think uh what's it called? It's got it, especially the way UPL's played against the Avs. Yeah. I think it, no, it what, without question it's gonna be UPL. And where, then where, where are Colorado in the West uh Western standings right now? Uh I saw they were um they're playing right now, actually. They're playing against the Flames. It's one to one. And they are hold, hold, hold. They are second place in the central, 16, 9, and 2 with 34 points. They've got they're tied for the fourth most points in the West. So okay. second in their division. Uh, obviously, probably could be even better. But uh yeah, UPL shut them out and he won against them last season. So he starts Wednesday, and then you've got Vegas Friday night. And then you go to the Mullet Arena, five thousand seat capacity on Arizona State's campus on Saturday night. Uh, I mean, I don't think you. I mean, I, I think you play Levi for that game, College Arena. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially if UPL you plays. You start all against, three goalies on this West Coast trip. I mean, you could, but let's say, how about this? Let's say UPL plays well against the Avs, and then he also, if I if I'm not mistaken, he beat the Knights last season too, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. So if he plays well against the Avs, you start on Friday night against the Knights. And then you start Levi in a college arena against the Coyotes, who he just played well against. That's how you do it, in my opinion. I agree. I I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to go roll three goalies on this trip. No, I don't think you need to. I don't think you need to, no. No, and this is a fluid situation, right? Because, like, if Levi starts to struggle. Or, or, or maybe, maybe they do go Levi on Wednesday, UPL gets Vegas, and then Levi get. I don't know. I think that I think especially given the history, the recent history. Yeah, I agree with that, yes. A thousand percent they go UPL against the Avs. Like, sometimes you just play well against a certain team, and it seems yeah. like he has that right now. So we, We've had our experiences with, like, goalies like that, too. Just uh, Who was the goalie uh, – Played with Tampa. Brian Ralston. No, 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 no. Uh, not no, Ralston. No, no. Uh, Brian, Brian Elliott. Elliott. Yeah. Was it Brian Elliott? He had like an insane record, record against us. Just like. And uh, Anton Kudobin has an insane Kudobin. record against the Sabres. Uh, that means like Vanacek as well. Like when he was. No, at no, that's who I was thinking of. 
Vanacek. <laughs> yeah, Vanacek, like the three different times he played for Washington would always turn into friggin' well, it was you that know, Olaf Kulzig against us. It was that COVID season where we only played teams in our division, and he played against yeah. us like five times that year and won all five games. <laughs> it was nuts. I was yeah. like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And, and, and then sure. Washington kept trading him. And I'm sure <laughs> Avalanche fans are all like, who the fuck is Uko Pekalukinen? But you got to you gotta know that Miko Rantanen is probably yeah. like, that's my that's my Finnish brother. You know, that's that's my guy. That's so, your guy. yeah, well, they're both from Finland. Uh, I mean, hear me out. We could have two goalies in the Olympics in three years. Yeah, UPL and well, Devin Levi is almost a shoe in, right? I would say so, given how bad him and, him and the Wolf. Canadian, like the Canadian goaltending situation is horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be him and Wolf. It's going to be Wolf, Carter, Hire, and Levi, probably. Yeah. If and I had then, to guess. No, no, Wolf's American. I mean, if Hellebuck's still going, you know, playing him. I'm almost positive Dustin Wolf is American. Am I wrong? Is I'm he American? Wrong. Yeah. I thought he was Canadian. I'm almost positive he's American. You might be right. Um, I don't know. I mean, and then maybe Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper, yeah. Um, no, uh, Ottinger. Ottinger, Ottinger would be the U.S.'s goal. Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm I'm talking about Canadian goal. Oh, okay. And Dustin Wolf is American. He is okay. Well, that could be a nice little matchup. Uh, international play, definitely. I would, Dustin Wolf. I would say without without question, the three U.S. goalies are going to be Jake Ottinger, starter, Connor Hellebuck, main backup, third goalie, uh, Thatcher Demko. Yeah. And again, not a bad spot to be in if you're the team USA. I think I think the gap, I mean, not team to get USA off is topic, be, team the gap USA is between the be US favored. and Canada is getting smaller. Team smaller. USA, I think, is going to be favored to win that tournament. Team USA? Yeah. I really believe they will be. I can't wait for the World Cup of Hockey. Yeah, that too. Uh, but this is the best the US be team. This is the best US team they're ever going to have, without question. You've got I all agree. three, all three Hughes brothers, Austin Matthews, Tage Thompson. The defense is insane. Zach Wierenski, uh, Connor McAvoy, Quinn Hughes, Jacob Slavin. It's so good how how insane. Like, obviously, the Canadian centers are really good. But up and down the lineup, even the wingers. Like, Kyle Connor is probably going to be on the third line. Yeah. And he's one of the leading goal scorers in the league. So, And there was, a, there was a debate the other night that Jake Gensel might get left off that team. Which is wild. Yeah. Like, wild. That, that's insane. So... I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Greg Wachinski actually did a uh, roster. Greg Wachinski is a big Team USA hockey. Uh, team yeah, USA hockey but he did guy. a roster projection last week, and he left Gensel off the team. Really? So, yeah. Who were his top two centers, Eichel and Matthews? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm almost positive it was Eichel okay. and Matthews. Oh, no, Jack Hughes. Oh, Hughes. <laughs> like Eichel was the third-line center. Eichel's the third-line center. That's disgusting. All right. Um, yeah. We're at the peanut and gallery here. Then you have Matthews. Kevin Nice win. Sabres power play still bad, so it is four on so is four on four. Uh for Mauricio. Fourth lines plays direct to the net passes to duo players in front of high danger chances in the high slot. Robinson is a savior, could have scored three goals tonight. That's true. He uh that I nice said pass, it. That nice pass from Dylan Cousins that when he faked going around the net and slid it back short side. Robinson should have scored there. Where was Robinson drafted? I think the Blue Jackets. No, but what round? Oh, I have no idea. Was he like a top three round guy? I don't think so. I'll keep hitting the peanut gallery here. 
Dylan Baker, great win. Robinson was great tonight. More from Mauricio. Cousins, middle stat. Thompson needs to play more direct, less fancy passing accuracy. More thought, more finesse in shooting. Need to slow down rushes and shots. Playing reckless, a goal scorer needs to think. Undrafted out of Princeton. Really? Okay. Um, First star, Robinson. Uh, Buran, stat, second period intermission. Said Sabres, 27th in league. Duo passing in front of high slot danger chances. Enough said. Lack of goal scoring all season long. Middle stat, Cousins looks inevitable. Um, from Dylan Baker, Olsen Krebs, Akposo played very well. Also good for them. Um, Cousins playing too hurried, same speed, frenzied, reckless, playing to impress, always same speed, not able to be methodical, accurate, slow game, down scoring involves finesse. Punctuation. Yeah, I know, dude. He, please, Mauricio, hit us with some punctuation, but it's just <laughs> one big run on sentence, but we'll – He's he's right though he's right yeah for sure I think he he needs a little bit more variety to his game but like we said he created opportunities tonight and he should have scored Agreed. he's just he's just very snake bit at the moment very snake bit so I I'm not worried about Dylan Cousins Thompson was trying too hard to overpass play puck backwards trailing rusher shoot the puck at net with direct play stop being the hero almost caused an on man rush four on two turnover then Coyotes almost I'm uh I'm not too worried about Tage Thompson in his third game back from injury, to be honest. Yes. Uh, I think I mean, he's, he'll, he'll turn it on. No, and I think he's largely p- played pretty well, given that he was basically yeah. out for a month. So. And he doesn't have, honestly, I mean, granted, yeah, middle stat is filled in nicely there, but it's still not Alex Tuck on the line with you, man. No. You know I mean? like, um, from Kevin here, I when they did score their second goal with like seven minutes left, I was like, oh, my God, here we go again. Yeah, I know. Uh, right. But – they got a they got a power play and they turned it on. They were able to to bring it home. So yeah, all around great game. Um, got Harrigan here, great game. More from Mauricio. Top three lines need to learn to play direct, shoot puck at net, go to net rebounds. Cousins middle stat. Uh, Thompson playing too pretty, too much savvy. Panache, more grit, more direct, more dirt, Panache. more sandpaper. A pinache. What a word. I know, man. That's the first on here. What, what a word. Um, yeah. I. The best line, obviously, was the RKO line. And I love it. I, yeah, but you saw the other night, uh, really, really good play from Middlestat, from Cousins, from Thompson. Skinner's, I mean, he hasn't been the best defensive forward, but that's not what we signed him for. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm not too worried about our skill players at the moment. And how about uh, Rob Ray taking one of the dome? Oh, huh? man. Rob Ray. He uh, he said a, a normal guy would have been carried off. He's such a tough guy, man. I know. Uh, I, I mean, I leave the game for anything. Give credit where credit's due. Uh, any other ringside reporter would have been, would have been out of the if game. That was Dar- if that was Darren Payne, he's in the ER. <laughs> if it was Brian Boucher, uh, Darren Payne, Ray Ferraro, Anybody else is, oh, is yeah. not for the game. Who's the guy that looks like Mr. Magoo that uh, everyone used to make fun of? Mr. Magoo, I don't, I don't. Pierre, know. Pierre, uh, you know who I'm talking about? This is oh, Mr. Pierre McGuire. McGuire, yeah. If it was him, man, he would have thought some players, right? What happened to Pierre McGuire? He went and worked at the GM or some to some effect with the Ottawa Senators, and I think he lost that position pretty quickly. Oh man, I haven't heard that voice in a long time, or even that I name. Know. I don't know if he's just taking time off, or if he still yeah. has a position. 
I'm sure. I don't know. Good. That's a good. That's a good question. I'm sure he'll um, reappear at some point. Here we go. Connor, teach me how to surf. I'm going on vacation to Puerto Rico. I'm having a pool party. Bring the ladies, Connor. You're invited. All right, I'll meet you. In, I'll, meet, I'll meet you in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I'll meet you in San Jose. All right. We haven't won three in a row all season and two in a row in over two months. We need to play with momentum, consistency, and structure, discipline over template. Again, I agree. I, I agree with Akposo's comment too that they're finding their identity and their template. Like now, like just stick to this game plan, man. That aggressive forecheck. Don't allow the puck carriers, you know, for Arizona night, for instance, to have a ton of time to make decisions. Force those bad turnovers. Force bad passes. Force them to just dump it up the boards to nobody. You know what I mean? Like, don't allow their zone their their zone accents to be so just nonchalant and easy. Yeah, uh, I think. Had they started a little bit quicker against the Canadians and one or two went in against Primo, this should be three in a row tonight. They've deserved to win three games. They deserve Montreal. I was in the house for that one, man. That was for sure. They deserve to win that game. Um, yeah. And obviously, they lose in a shootout. It is what it is. But yeah. as opposed to said, and as you said, they are finding their identity. And I think Eric Robinson, wildly enough, is a big reason for it. Uh, I think that out, out of the clouds, Kevin Adam. Kevin Adams found a dude that this team needed really badly. So yeah. it's an amazing trade, obviously, because they gave up nothing for it. And it leads you to believe that maybe they could make another trade for an even more impactful piece. Like, let's talk about, like, a guy like Brett Pesci or another shutdown defender or maybe another, like, pure goal scorer because obviously this team is struggling with scoring goals right now. So – I wouldn't rule it out because I think Kevin Adams knows that this team needs to make the playoffs this season. Yes. For this franchise, for this he, fan he base. He played it off like it wasn't playoffs or bust, but. No, it is. He, it absolutely is. Uh, they, they said they want to win the Stanley Cup. So I think a goal scorer, uh, another shutdown defender, and I wouldn't even rule out a goalie. I wouldn't. I really. I would, would. Listen, I, I would. At this point, maybe you hope – maybe if you do roll three goalies here, Comrie has a nice outing. I don't think Comrie's been bad this season. Um, no, but he hasn't been good. So He I has been good in, 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 in certain games. But it's, and, and, it's he just has – like, again, it's it's so tough before these last few games to really get a, uh, a relative, like, uh, an evaluation of your goaltending because I think more no, so this year – than maybe last year, fans are starting to open their eyes to see how bad defensively structured this team sure. has been. I'm just saying that, like, let's say, like, the guys do middle off a little bit. Like, obviously, Levi had a bit of a tough start. UPL has struggled with consistency throughout his career, and uh, Eric Comrie is a career backup. If you get yeah. into the position where the team is playing better and they're scoring more goals, but you need a higher floor or even a higher ceiling, uh, from your goaltending room, like, yeah, what's preventing you from going out and getting John Gibson? Like, what's preventing you from going out and making a trade for, I don't know, Mark Andre Fleury? I just like love Fleury so much. This is what I'm saying, though. Like, I think Kevin Adams, he proved he's proven before that he's made really good trades, even when the fan base was upset about it. So, I would not put it past him to keep looking. Obviously, a guy like Brent Pesci would be incredible. A guy like Patrick Line, I think, would help this power play a lot. Um, and I think John Gibson on this team would be kind of exactly what they need. A veteran guy who still has some game left.
to get them over the hump. So yeah, I hope I hope he's constantly looking and constantly calling because clearly he proved us all wrong with it, the Eric Robinson deal. Yeah. I uh, like I said, I'm guilty of being upset with it too, and yeah, it's, he's it's, bring a lot. He brings a lot of jam and a lot of grit, especially below the dots in the offensive zone. It's a good he lesson. It's hard. It's a good lesson to not rush to judgment because you never know. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I mean, you, you talked about Johnny Gibson being like a guy that you would target down the line when you know when you have to make a decision. Again, we've talked about it a lot on this show that. You can't really expect all of your prospects to suit up in a Sabres uniform. No, Somebody's going to have three, three years away from making this team. Yeah, so you're going to have to you're going to have to say goodbye to somebody, whether it's Noah Olson or Isaac Rosine, maybe even Matthew Savoy. I don't you know. Could get, you could get Patrick Line for Matt Savoy. Agreed. So, who top three? Just guys that you want to see in a Sabres uniform via trade. Uh, Brett I'll, Pesci, number I'll, one. I'll let you have the floor. Brett Pesci, number one, without question. Because as improved as the defense has been recently, you need that shutdown guy. Uh, Samuelson was that at por- portions of last season. And I think that he's been coming into his game a little bit more. Obviously, Connor Clifton's played well. And Ryan Johnson has forced their hand in terms of who they play on a nightly basis. But Eric Johnson is not the answer. As, as much as he was brought in to be a Stanley Cup champ, winning veteran presence, a good guy in the locker room, Eric Johnson is not your shutdown defender. A guy like Brett Pesci, who has not signed a new contract, who they're not going to be able to p- p- play down there in Carolina, is for a while now my number one guy that the Sabres should at least look into getting. Because the Hurricanes, number one, need prospects. They need picks. They need, they're not rebuilding, but at the same time, like they've traded away a lot of their assets to get to the, to the point where they are now. So, uh, and then I really do think Patrick Line would be, would be another good guy. Um, He's got obviously got 50 plus goal scoring potential on his stick any given night. And it's a bad situation there in Columbus. You already made a deal with the blue jackets and maybe he wants out. I've heard that he does. And then I think a guy like John Gibson would, would be three for me. Because uh, while we're happy with UPL and Levi right now, I do think that a lot of Sabres fans, us included, aren't necessarily 100% confident in that in that duo moving forward to get this team to the playoffs. So those are my three. Um, I'm sure there are more that I'm forgetting, but that's that's the best I can think of at the moment. Okay. I, I Like I said, I like all three. Um, you said Patrick Line, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you worry that – the, the kind of the the stereotype. I don't know if call the stereotype, but the kind of the kind of the book on him that's followed him around so far as an educator. Do you think that would improve in this locker room, or do you think that? I think there's a good enough culture, right? Like uh, Eric Robinson has come into the room and has fit seamlessly, and Patrick Line is a finished guy, and you already got Yoki Haru and UPL on the team. I do think I do think it could work. I really do. Okay. Um. So let's hit a few more of these comments here. Again, you guys always come uh, come prepared in the uh, the peanut gallery here. Yeah. Dwayne, can we win two of three? I have my doubts. We need UPL, Levi, Coyotes, brother. Kester Sabres said full of talent. First round pick said bottom line is NHL. Said bottom line is you play. De- oh, bottom line is in NHL. You need to play defense first. Goaltending is key. 
totally agree with you, Mauricio. Cody Brocker said he's surprised Sabres are not winning consistently with first-round picks, talent on team. What's the issue? Dwayne, chemistry, depth, goaltending. I think it's your top two lines for sure. And up until recently, I would say defensively, your structure has been atrocious. Yeah, I, I would I would have to agree. Uh, but at the same time, uh, this team came with one came within one point of the playoffs last season because they scored goals. And they're not necessarily doing that. Like this is the first time I remember them scoring five goals in a really long time. Yeah. So <laughs> Patrick Line, I was just looking up his stats. He had 56 points in 56 games in 21, 21, 2022 yeah. for the Blue Jackets. He was a 44 goal scorer in his second season in the NHL. He is 25 years old. He's a veteran of nine NHL seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the exact type of guy you go out and get. Uh, low risk, high reward. Uh, they're not going to want that much for him because his contract and everything else involved. I you think, think they retain some of that contract too? Maybe, maybe they would because they're in a full rebuild, full tank mode. I think that if you gave them a guy like Matt Savoy or Isaac Rosine, the expectation was you're getting a guy who's in an entry-level deal. You are absolutely retaining some of that contract. I wonder if Johnny Hockey is available. Dude, could you imagine? No, I couldn't. So that's the thing. Like, you need to have these conversations, right? Like, they never know until you you ask. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the Sabres are – His game has turned around as of late, I think. He has. And of any team that could afford Johnny Goudreau – it's the Sabres. Yes. So I mean, we're going to have an immense, massive amount of cap space after next season with the expectations that you're going to have Gergensen's and Akposo falling off your books. A few other guys, Eric Johnson won't be on your books. Uh, not that he was costing you a lot anyways, but, and then you already had so much cap space even before then. Like, yeah, you have to prepare yourself because you're going to have to pay JJ, especially with what he's doing now. I would even see, I would even, I would even encourage them signing him this off season. Don't even Time let him grow. Johnny Goudreau has 700 points in 712 NHL games. Yeah, and what's what, what's his what's his stat line this year? He's got 15 and 30 this year, so obviously off to a slow start. Uh, but he had 74 and 80 for the Blue Jackets last season, which was like considered to be a down year for him. <laughs> like, yeah, I gosh, um, he had 115 points two seasons ago for the uh, for the Flames. Yeah, you bring a guy like Johnny Goudreau to your hockey team. God, he's 30. He's not that old. I I thought he was much younger, to be honest. No, he's been around for a minute, man. Yeah, he's been around for a while. For a yeah. Uh, um, you want to yeah. give your, you want to give your three stars? Sure, and then we can compare. Um, I will do. Um, Start with your third star. Uh, let's go, Connor Clifton. I think he's uh, played really well the past three games, starting with that Bruins game, revenge game for him, and. He even said he uh, he thought his game was in a bad place leading into that game. And he played with a way more direct style. He had the assist to Tage Thompson. And then he had the great game the other night against the Canadians uh, where he forced the turnover to, to lead to the game-time goal to give us a point. And then tonight, two, two assists on the first two goals of the game. And I thought defensively he played a lot better. So I'll give him the third star. I'll give him a little stick tap, a little credit for how well he's played recently. Um, I think you... Got to put Kyle Oposo at number two, uh, a goal and two assists tonight. Uh, and he was all over the ice, uh, five points and his five goals in his last 10 games. Uh, it seems like he's been reborn uh, after 
seemingly starting off the season as if he was cooked. It doesn't look like he is anymore. And honestly, I think we can all be happy about that because you do not want to have to sit your captain. We felt like they pigeonholed themselves into not being able to do that. But if they don't have to, and he's contributing on that fourth line, uh, I think that's the best case scenario for everybody involved. The locker room adores him. We all adore him. And I want him to, if this is his last season, I want him to lead this team to the playoffs being on the ice. And then the first star, I think it's pretty obvious. It's, it's E-Rob. It's Eric Robinson. I think uh, he was the best player on the ice tonight for both teams. He was all over the ice, creating chances, six shots on goal, uh, goal and two assists himself. Uh, he had a great game, even against the um, the Bruins. And then before that egregious uh, five-minute major and game misconduct call, I thought he was playing well against the Canadians the other night, too. So what last week seemed like a nothing burger of a trade has turned into a miraculous uh, diamond in the rough. It seems like he plays the game very fast. He's a good skater. He gets to the corners, gets to the dirty areas, gets greasy goals, and he's very good on the penalty kill. So win, 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 win for the Eric Robinson trade, and you gave up literally nothing for it. So those are mine. I, uh, you have the same. Um, well, only one of your three stars is the same as mine. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious which one. But third star, I did go with. Devin Levi with 21 saves. Um, third start in a row. Um, has looked solid uh, since coming back. Uh, after kind of the start to his season, you know, a good game here, two and ones. So I liked his game a lot tonight. And again, in a situation where the Sabres needed a big save, he came up with it uh, on Zucker. My second star, JJ Paterka, scoring his 12th of the season. Tying the team, tying the lead off the team lead with Jeff Skinner for twelve. Also tying his goal total from last season. Last year, yes, he had twelve total goals last year. So JJ, and we're Paterka, we're not even in mid December. Yep, I think he's just been a, a constant for this team. Uh, when you're searching for a goal, JJ's looking like a guy who's going to be called upon. He looked like McDavid busting through the defense with that speed. Oh my god, yeah, he looked he like yeah, he can turn it on like that. It's great. He, He's a top five fastest player in the league. And then, obviously, Eric Robinson. How do you not give him first star honors? One goal, two assists. Guy just drives to the net. Could have had a couple goals tonight. Um, makes makes like makes life a living hell for any opposing goalie. Um, back checks really hard. Uh, team defense like his high, hockey IQ is up there. It's kind of surprising that we got this guy for a seventh round pick. Um, I know none of as, 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 as we talked about the Blue Jackets, though, they're they're blowing everything up. Yeah. So it's not that surprising, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, they waived him. They put him in the AHL. <laughs> yep. So I don't know. I uh, stick tap to Kevin Adams. Yep. Before we uh, announce um, the winner of uh, the giveaway, the uh, return of the Levi giveaway. Uh, I just want to hit some more Brian Koziel tweets. Krebs on chemistry with Robinson. We keep it simple. It's a good balance. Eric sp- Eric brings speed and tenacity. Oposo can finish it off. More from Krebs. I think the last few games we have been buzzing. We are trying to have consistency every night and have, having fun while doing it. Oposo um, on last three games. We are building a game now, like you said. Now we have t- a template of how we need to play and work. And now we can get better here from here on out. Every night, build off that. It's not hard to play like that, but it takes commitment to it. 
Couldn't agree with you more. Like, it's not hard just to play hard. You just have to show up to the rink, ready to go, focused on on the game and only the game. I, I get they're human beings. Life happens. Obviously, you see, like, Alex Tuck, he just had a kid. Um, if he had been healthy, like, I'm sure, like, tough to play when you have stuff going on in your own personal life or at home. But at the end of the day, uh, you have to come to the rink focused to play like that. And, again, to me, it's not that hard to play hard. Uh, I post on five goals in ten games. I'm trying to shoot more. I feel more confident in the plays that I'm making. The timing is better where I'm at the net. I'm trying to use my instincts and hockey sense coupled with my work. It seems to have helped. Ocposo says Robinson is a good person and, and works hard and fits in great. Says he knew he was fast, but he knew within uh, within three shifts in Boston what kind of player they were getting. Uh, Granado says Robinson plays with high compete level, very direct game, simple, hard on pucks. And it says it's contagious to others. Like I said that, like play like that and it will rub off on your line mates and the rest of your team. Granado says the differences over the last three games is competing better and not, and playing with urgency. Granado says Samuelson is day to day with soreness. Didn't want to make it worse by playing tonight. Uh, and, and, and quote, uh, actually from Mike Harrington, Robinson, obviously thrilled to be with the Sabres. One day I was in Columbus and then I was on a flight to Boston and playing with Buffalo the next day. You take a day off yesterday, and I, th- and think about how crazy it it hit, how crazy it is that we're here. But I'm really happy to be here. Um, yeah, again, he just seems like a high energy guy, both on and off the ice, and I love it. Yeah, uh, really, really good addition, obviously. And uh, I'd like to, I can't wait to see what he does moving forward, especially on a three game road trip. Like the way they're playing right now, I'm sure these guys are looking forward to this type of road trip. They've, they, it seems like they've rallied around each other just being as close as they are as a group in the past. Like It seems like everybody does get along. And even though Kosa mentioned it after the game that Robinson isn't just a good player, he's a good person. So I think given the way that they've played these past three games, I think they're going to relish this opportunity to get on a plane, fly to Colorado probably tomorrow uh, to play against one of the best teams in the NHL that they've already shut out this season on Wednesday night in their barn. And then you get to go to Vegas to play the Stanley Cup champions. And then the next night you get to go to Arizona State's campus and play in a 5,000-seat college arena. That's a fun road trip. Like, if these guys can't get up for that, like, I don't know what you get up for. But it seems at least these past three games that they found that it factor that Kyle Oposo said after that four-game losing streak that they had lost. So that is obviously a really good sign. And uh, Eric Robinson might be the reason for it. As crazy as that sounds a jolt to the system, new energy, new blood is sometimes all it takes to turn a team around. So uh, I hope they relish this opportunity and six points available on this road trip. I think they could easily get four. I really do. If or they get five or six again, that'd be great. If they, if, if they get four out of this road trip, I'll, I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a tough, the West coast trips are always tough. Um, <laughs> just a different brand of hockey out there. For sure, like, but it's more physical, and you just yes. got a guy who who you need for that exact type of game. Mm-hmm. And um, when we talk about Eric Robinson, I mean, I know it's just a short, it's a small sample size, but we kind of said a lot of the same things about Tyson Jost when we picked him off waivers a year ago, and that worked out. I mean, no, he's kind of simmered off, and he has not been the same player he picked up last year. But I just I think that Eric Robinson is just faster and bigger. And he just brings more to the table. 
No, and Joseph fills a role too. Um, so I, it's it's a good problem to have that Tyson Joseph is getting scratched because I think we're all comfortable with Tyson Joseph on the fourth line. So uh, you see what happens, um, especially as you get Tuck, Quinn, and Greenway back. The fact that they're not playing right now. I mean, Quinn hasn't all season, but I think people have underestimated how big of a absence Jack Quinn is. Jack Quinn scored, I think, I think he had 35, 40 points last season, but he was really coming into his own in the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. And that line specifically with Cousins and Paterka. Obviously, I had a bunch of chemistry to start the year, but I think getting them back together is only going to do wonders for not only JJ Paterka, but Dylan Cousins as well. So yeah. you see what happens. Um, but yeah, you got a lot of depth now, especially when they start to get healthy. Uh, and that is not a bad problem to have. I got to get out of here. So let's do the giveaway. Yep. Yep. So the giveaway for, let me bring up the picture here real quick. Forgot you're, you're, you're not going to bed right now. You're three hours behind. You're three hours behind. I mean, us, honestly, so. after, after celebrating the bills win last night, I need to go to bed. Yeah. Thanks. Kadarius Tony. Um, <laughs> this beautiful, uh, newest drop from Buffalo go, uh, designed by yours. Truly the return of the Levi. We all know how much of a Star Wars fan Devin Levi is, as you zoom in on there, where it normally would say Star Wars. It says Sabres. I um, think it's an absolute beautiful, beautiful addition to the Buffalo Go uh, uh, family. Are we, we going to get sued by the Star Wars franchise? I don't think so, no. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, winner is Matt at DCP Batboy 11 a uh, guy who's constantly, constantly, constantly supporting the show. Um, always in on the giveaways. Um, and we're, we're going to do a secondary uh, giveaway too to Rich at RissSax1120. Um, we'll find something else to send you, bud. Uh, appreciate you um, <clears throat> following all the handles, both of you. We're right on top of it. So congratulations, Matt. We'll get you one of these hoodies or one of <laughs> not these hoodies, this hoodie sent out to you. <clears throat> And uh, congratulations, Rich. Uh, we'll find something for you laying around, and we'll send it out to you. Not laying around, but something nice. So uh, with that being said, any final thoughts, thoughts, Hurls? Good win. Uh, keep the momentum going from the weekend and last week against the Bruins. Obviously, uh, Eric Robinson is a revelation. Devin Levi's is back, which is nice to say. Yep. And uh, Return of the Levi, yeah, baby. You try to return of the Levi on brand. And uh, you try to get four or six on a tough road trip. Yeah, agreed. Um, for myself, uh, I think this – I think if you come out of this road trip with four or five out of six points, you put yourself in a nice little spot to compete for the wild, the wild even, card. Even even three of six is like – Yeah. Big. It's fine. Two of six is not good. No. You need at least three of six um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Actually, one last thought. How about John Tavares getting his thousandth point tonight in Long Island? How funny is that? I mean, <laughs> good for him, man. Yeah, I'm not a fan of John Tavares, but how many just, less seasons has John Tavares played than Kyle Poso? How many what? Oh, never mind. Thousandth point. I thought you were saying thousandth game for a second. Oh, thousandth point. No, no. Kyle Poso just got his six hundredth point. So yeah. yep, yeah, against Montreal. Two, two different players. Yeah. So Tavares, the thousand game or a thousand points, not gonna give you a couple of clicks because we hate the Toronto Maple Leafs, but it's kind of funny that it happened on Long Island with, given the history. Uh Sabres win five to two. Remember, everybody, this is brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo's premier market and tap room. 
seven different locations in Western New York. If you get to their downtown location on the uh, night of a Sabres home game, all Mug Club members get two-for-one drafts. They are kid and dog friendly. Live entertainment and trivia at all seven locations all week long. And, of course, they are open from 11.30 a.m. till 10.30 and later. And, of course, Buffalo logo, Buffalo's best spot for all your apparel needs. Check out the Buffalo NHL Shield Chuckers hat. Here, obviously, approved by the king of the Karuba Collision himself, Patty Collada. And, of course, our just newest drop of Buffalo logo, the return of the Levi shirt, long sleeve, and hoodie. Uh, Buffalogo.com, at Buffalogo Co. on Instagram and Twitter, at Fatty Beer on Instagram and Twitter. I am Dwayne for Connor Hurley. Hurls, uh, Sabres with 5-2, big win. Let's make it three in a row. Let's go, Buffalo. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday night. We will see you later.
The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.